You are now entering the world of Blissful Living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blissful Living Show. I am the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and I have a good show in store for you. It's going to be an informative show. And as you know, before we get started, I want to say this is a great time to grab a piece of paper, something to write with, find a place where you can sit and take notes and take a few minutes for yourself. Because the information that's going to be shared on the show by the guest is definitely something that we all can use and something that we can share with a lot of people, probably everyone in our lives. So that's the precursor to the show. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you are a frequent listener and you've been listening to me for a long time, thank you for your uh, loyalty and thank you for listening. And please, you guys, subscribe to the show. And share this show with everyone. The more we can get this information out to people, we can really help them to begin really having wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that they can step into living the life of their dreams. Now, um, i got to thank a couple of people. I want to thank our sponsors. First of all, I want to thank Blissful Living For You at BlissfulLivingForYou.com. That's Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com. They are a company designed to help you Unlock your bliss by balancing the pillars of wellness, wisdom, and wealth. And as we transition into this new season, there's a lot of good things that they have that you can get for free that will help facilitate the whole holistic process of changing from season to season, particularly from winter to spring. So please check out this sponsor, Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U. The next sponsor that I want to thank is All Day Cable Incorporated at alldaycableinc.com. They are a telecommunications installation company located in San Jose, California, the heart of Silicon Valley. They specialize in network distribution, setting up your infrastructure for your telecom stuff, voice, data, fiber, wireless access points, audio, video, speaker systems, you name it, whatever you need to help you communicate telephonically in this day and age, All Day Cable is your go-to team. They've been in business. They have a history of surviving every economy that we've been in, and they're still kicking it really strong and providing quality service for their customers. So if you have a need or you know a company that has a need, why not recommend a phenomenal telecommunications installation company, All Day Cable Inc. in San Jose, California, and they service California and the Western region of the United States, or rather the West Coast states. And you can check them out at alldaycableinc.com. Alrighty, so that should have been enough time, sufficient enough to have you get ready for this show. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about our guest and what we're going to discuss. The guest today is Dr. Mitchell Yass, and he is the creator of the Yass Method, which has been utilized to resolve the pain of thousands of people, including those who had surgery to resolve 
their pain with no improvement afterwards. He has been treating patients for almost three decades using his unique approach of interpreting the body's presentation of symptoms to identify the tissue eliciting the symptoms versus the false premise that the cause of pain can be identified by diagnostic tests like the MRI. Now, Dr. Yas has authored three books, The Yas Method for Pain-Free Movement, The Pain Cure Rx, and Overpower Pain. He performed nationally televised PBS special, which ran from 2015 to 2017, called The Pain Prescription. Dr. Yas has been recognized for his work on many nationally syndicated radio interviews and in many publications, including Bottom Line Health, and was given a cover story in August 2016, uh, in March of 2017, January 2018, and May of 2019, and what doctors don't tell you. And this magazine is sold in 20 countries and has been translated into 14 languages. His method is now being utilized virtually and has helped people in multiple countries reclaim their lives. His goal is to see his method become the standard of care in diagnosing and treating chronic pain so people worldwide can see their pain resolved and return to a normal functional capacity. And so there we have it. That is our guest for today. And if you know of anybody that's been suffering from pain, if you yourself have suffered from pain or you know people uh, that suffer from chronic pain, then you definitely want to share this show or tell them to tune in and listen right now. So welcome to the show, Dr. Yas. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having me. A pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. You know, as a, a, a healthcare professional, I have seen and taken care of people in many capacities of pain from severely traumatic to chronic. And um, I like what I see with regards to what we're going to be discussing. So can you tell me, um, or not me, can you share with the listeners, when does pain go from being pain that you have to it becoming a chronic condition? So the technical uh, separation between acute pain and chronic pain is roughly three to six months. So if you're having continuous pain from three to six months, it is now considered to have become chronic. And what I want to point out is that there is this sense that chronic pain is somehow something completely different, that that pain is somehow completely unique in its derivation, derivation from acute pain. And that's just absolute nonsense. The idea here is that the acute pain that began is coming from a tissue in distress. That's why the acute pain begins, right? Someone has pain yes. because something's not functioning properly and the body's uh, attempt to create awareness of the feedback mechanism to tell you it's not working ignites pain, right? So right. you need to identify what tissue that is. Well, the global mechanism at this point is the use of the MRI. It's been around since the 1980s. And the problem with it is that the MRI finds structural variations like herniated discs, arthritis, stenosis, um, meniscal tears, all these structural variations, and since they're identified for the first time at the time of the pain, it is asserted to be the cause of the pain. 
And what people have to understand is that is actually uh, utilizing a method called correlative theory or junk science. They're simply saying that because something is identified for the first time at the time of the pain, it is the cause of the pain. That is the equivalent of saying if I open my front door when the sun rises, I could say opening my front door causes the sun to rise. And nobody <laughs> would legitimately believe that. So you have to then begin to call into question the validity of finding a herniated disc and because it's found for the first time at the time of your pain saying it is the cause of your pain. I'll give you two points to understand. The MRI would also show while you're having pain that you have two elbows. You do have two elbows. The planet has two elbows. Most people do at the time of their pain. So why can't we say having two elbows is the cause of the pain? It is the same exact logic. That's how scary this is. The second well, let point. Let me ask you. Let, let me ask you this. I'm gonna jump in. Um, let me ask you this. So you know the listeners out there listening, and they're they, you know you gave a great definition of how they can decipher what is acute versus chronic, quote unquote, in the medical world, so to speak. And yes. um, the revelation that they do use the MRI in so many diagnostic with regards to if you have some type of pain, they're going to send you for an MRI. But just to educate the listeners a tad bit more, because this other apparatus is used as well, can you share with the listeners the utilization of CAT scans for chronic pain as well? Or I mean, it, yeah, they're all basically, it doesn't matter, X-ray, MRI, or CAT scan. Um, the t typically, CAT scan is going to use for more soft tissue, like if they're looking, maybe they think you have a tumor or something of that nature. Maybe um, you have bleeding or something. That's when they're going to use CAT scan. MRI is more looking at structure like joints in the spine, things of that nature. Uh, X-rays are for bones, looking for arthritic changes and things like that. But the reality is, is that all it's doing is it's taking an image of an existing situation that may have been present for years, if not decades, and asserting that it's the cause of your pain simply because it's identified for the first time at the time you're having your pain. Right. And what you want to really recognize is that by, if we talk about lower back pain, for instance, by 1994, the very first study on people with no lower back pain was performed and it showed that 70% of the population had bulging or herniated discs. That's wow. people who had no lower back pain. Studies have shown of people with absolutely no hip region pain, 75% are found to have arthritic changes or labral tears. So if these things cause pain, how do you account for all those people who don't have pain having the same structural variations in the same percentages? Interesting. Very, very interesting. Now, you know, they, they utilize this equipment. And of course, I like how you're saying this because I've, I've, I can attest to it. But, you know, they see something for the first time and they want to they want to connect the dots right away and attribute your pain in your left ankle to, you know, a herniated, you know, L4 or something. Right. Right. Um, and so with regards to that, um, can you share with the listeners how really is pain defined and how is this pain transmitted? Sure. So as we've described, pain is actually a signal, right? It's not an entity. 
It's not your kidney. It's not your liver. It's not your spleen. So any practitioner that you go to who says we're going to treat your pain is kind of taking you down a path you don't want to go, right? Pain is a signal of a tissue in distress. All tissues, or majority of tissues, have connective tissue that surrounds the cell of the tissue. It's your lung, it's your heart, it's your skin, it's your muscle. And so within the connective tissue are pain receptors, and they're triggers, and they're just waiting to see if there's distress of that particular tissue or organ, and the signal is ignited at the pain receptor, and then it's run by nerve to the brain, the section of the brain that identifies pain, and you become aware of your pain. So for anyone who's trying to convey to people that pain always equates to nerve, well, that's simply not true, right? If you're having a kidney stone and that's incredibly painful, if you open up the kidney, you're not going to find a nerve there, are you? There's no Mm -hmm. nerve in the kidney. It's It's the connective tissue surrounding the cells of the kidney which are igniting that pain. The same thing goes for a heart attack. The same thing goes for cutting your skin with a paper cut. Right? So we have to understand that pain can come primarily from any tissue and that it is the cells themselves of the tissue igniting the pain, igniting the pain receptor, which then sends the signal of pain to the brain via nerve. So it's not coming from nerve. It's coming from tissue. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, I makes sense to me. Now, you, you know, you, we're talking about this, this whole concept of pain and how it, how it comes about and, and what it's signaling for us to pay attention to. Um, and then you talked about with regards to uh, the structural abnormalities that can occur within our spinal column, such as herniated discs and, you know, arthritis around our bodies and uh, pinched nerves and, and so on. Um, let me ask you this. Is it possible to have a pinched nerve in your back and not experience any pain? Well, as I had mentioned before, by 1994, um, they had done studies that showed of people who have no lower back pain, they had 70% had herniated or bulging discs. So let's take it even up to a new level. So More recent studies showed that over the age of 60, you ready for this number? Over 90% of the population who has no back pain has degenerative disc disease. Wow. 90% has degenerative disc disease who has no pain. So I become confused when someone's having lower back pain and an an X-ray MRI finds degenerative disc disease and it's immediately asserted to be the cause simply because it was found. So there's either a really magical type of degenerative disc disease that causes pain, (laughs) or the more likely concept is that you have muscle adjacent to your spine eliciting pain, which led to the MRI or X-ray, which then found the degenerative disc disease that is completely independent to the cause of the pain and is not creating pain at all. Which one sounds more logical? Well, of course. You know, I'm thinking the the latter. Um, of course, there's no question. Yeah, for sure. Now, here's something else I want to ask you with regards to um, this whole pain, and because I want the listeners to really grasp a, a good concept here of you know the whole concept of pain. So, with regards to pain, um, 
I'm going to go back to the, the herniated disc or bulging disc. You can have that and not have pain. It's not until the muscle, so to speak, gets tweaked or becomes out of alignment or becomes angry with the disc or being out of place or whatever. Then is that when the muscle becomes aware of it? And then that's when the pain, quote unquote, receptors kind of kick in and lead you to say, hey, you know, now I've got this tweak or this pain in my back even though the muff, the disc could have been like that for many years, but all of a sudden you do something, say all of a sudden you reach down and pick up a pencil and now you kind of tweak the muscle in that disc that's been bulging for years that you didn't know about. Is that, is that more likely a re, more of a reality than, you know, this, you know, the, the initial way or normal way that they're diagnosing pain, you go in and you, like you said, they you have this bulging disc for years, no pain. And then all of a sudden you got this pain in your ankle and they're like, it's related to the bulging disc of L4 or L5 or whatever. It, it, the, am I making sense with what I'm asking? Is it possible to um, have this and not have the muscle bulging? And then once you tweak it or something, the actual muscle gets angry or irritated and then the pain process begins. So, so let, let's listen to what you're saying there. Because for 40 years, the human population has been coerced into thinking that somehow, anytime there's pain, it must relate to the spine. You just said, what if someone bends down and tweaks their muscle? Does that mm-hmm. somehow lead to the disc then becoming ignited and then causing there to be pain? Here's a simple question. Why can't you have just strained your lower back muscle from bending down? And the muscle itself, <laughs> with its pain receptors, elicits pain. Why is that such a shock? Why is that so hard for everyone to accept? And the answer is because you've been culturally brainwashed to think it always has to relate to a disc. I, you know, it, it's so true, and I've seen this. And, you know, this kind of leads to a whole other topic. But, you know, um, why people are why is the medical community so quick to give pain medications for something that might've been existing for a while and all they need to do is do some adjustments with regards to how that person is handling things. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing how um, the medical society is so quick to prescribe pain medication for some of the most minor injuries or discomfort. And, and I'm talking about really heavy duty pain medication. Um, and it doesn't right, but let's be clear it. about this. Let's make sure, first off, let's get to the point here. I'm suggesting that you bent down and strained your lower back muscle, and the lower back muscle has now ignited pain signals in the muscle, and that's what you're feeling. My question to you is, how, if that in fact happened, how would that be diagnosed? What's the mechanism by which? Does that strained lower back muscle show up on an X-ray, MRI, or CAT scan? No. No, right. but that's the first Is there thing someone in the medical field about? educated or trained to identify muscular causes? No. 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 muscle specialist. Right. That's yeah. right. So <laughs> if you have any muscular cause of pain, the highest probability is that it will not be diagnosed. In what? It's acute phase. So the acute cause in more than 98% of cases I've treated over almost three decades and thousands of people was muscular. It became acute 
because it was never diagnosed properly. You continue to perform your functional activities. You continue to strain the muscle, and the muscle continues to elicit pain because you never recognize it as the cause and follow the process of using a form of exercise I've developed, which allows the muscle to adapt to resistances to where its force output gets better, the bigger or greater than the force requirement of your activities, and you're then pain-free and fully functional. You've just encapsulated why 130 million Americans and 1 billion people worldwide remain in chronic pain for the last 40 years. Oh, it's it's, uh, it, it's so sad, and and I you know I wish we had time to really dive deep in that, but it's so sad. But I want to get to this: How do you particularly resolve muscular causes of pain? Right. So to be clear, I'm telling you, even migraine headaches in the highest case number of cases is due to a tension-based problem where your head comes too far forward because you're weak in certain muscles, and uh-huh. it leads to straining of muscles that attach into the skull, which ultimately cause migraine headaches. Most people talk about their migraine headaches as having an origin in the neck. So whether it's the yeah. neck all the way down to the foot, what you want to understand is that the body is eliciting symptoms to help you become aware of what tissues in distress. Well, when it comes to muscle, that's no different. Specific muscles are required to perform posture or function. So if there is a muscle involved in eliciting pain, you're probably going to also see altered posture or uh, an alteration in movement. So part of the YAS method is to perform a history of the person, what might have brought on the symptoms, what bring, what makes the symptoms come and go, um, is it posture, you know, uh, uh, it, does it relate to rest, making it better, things of this nature. And then I do physical evaluative techniques. You might have to do a single leg stand type of test. You might do flexibility testing. I'm going to look at your posture, your movement. And from there, I can derive which specific muscles are creating your symptoms and dysfunction because I always say your pain and your dysfunction because if you talk to almost any person on this planet and you say what brings on your pain, they're going to say, you just said it. If I bend down, if I reach, if I lift, if I kneel, if I walk, if I go upstairs, that's what's bringing on their symptoms. Well, once you've associated your pain to, to, to function, how can someone say that it's not being created by muscle. Muscle creates posture, muscle creates function. And then when you actually, one of the things you could do is actually try to touch the person. If the YAS method is being done in person or if I'm doing a Zoom session and they have someone to assist, I could say point to where that person's having the pain and touch it. They might actually touch a muscle. So if if someone touches a muscle, if they touch a muscle that's three inches to the left of your spine and the person says, oh, my God, that's my pain, I am very confused. The person just pressed on your lower back muscle, ignited your pain, and you want me to say, oh, that's okay, you have a herniated disc, so I'm just going to ignore the fact that they just pressed on the place where you get your pain and that was a muscle. Just ignore that. Because the MRI found the herniated disc. So let's just work on the herniated disc concept. Right, right, you know, kind right. Of, that sounds? Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, it sounds far-fetched, but it happens every day, all day long in, in medical facilities. And this is something that you listeners need to be aware about. So, Dr. Yas, can you tell us a little bit more about the Yas method and how it's different 
from uh, the treatment of other forms of pain. Now, you kind of went into it, I think, a little bit with regards to what you do and how you um, assess people to make the diagnosis. But can you tell us, can you share with the listeners a little bit more about the method? Sure. I'm going to actually give you one of the most crazy examples, and this is going to show you how you differentiate the YAS method from the medical system. A few weeks ago, I treat this guy. He was on a train. He goes to step off the train and step on the platform, and he gets writhing knee pain. So bad, he can't stand, he can't walk. This guy has to struggle just to make it home. He's got pain around his knee for a couple of weeks. It's just not getting better. He goes to an orthopedist, he takes an x-ray, and he says, oh my God, you're bone on bone, you need a joint replacement. He shows them the picture, and he says, you see how small it is? Oh, that means you're bone on bone, so you need a knee replacement, okay? So the guy ends up finding out about me, he comes to me, and he tells me the story. This is the part about the history that you gotta pay attention to. So he says, it's the craziest thing. I was on the train, everything was great, I've never had a problem, I go to step off, the train, onto the platform, I get this massive pain, I'm being told I'm bone on bone. So I am a logician, I only know logic. So if that's true, that he didn't have pain on the train, but he had it when he got onto the platform, that is to say that he was not bone on bone on on the train, but stepping onto the platform initiated a spontaneous bone on bone. Does someone think that that makes sense? Does anyone, could anyone think that that has any logic to it? It's clearly an insane statement, right? So the mechanism Mm -hmm. of injury would immediately tell you that the diagnosis of bone on bone doesn't make any sense. Then I said, okay, well, if you're bone on bone, that means that there's no joint space between your thigh bone and your lower leg bone. And so if I was to check your range of motion, then you should have a massive reduction, right? Because there's no joint space. That's what bone on bone means. Without your no joint space, you don't have full range of motion. Well, he had full range of motion. Whoops, strike two. Certainly doesn't look like it's bone on bone to me. Next, Mm -hmm. if you were bone on bone, then that would mean you'd have pain between your thigh bone and lower leg bone at a location on the knee called the joint line. So I pressed on his joint lines. He had no pain. Whoops, strike three. It doesn't sound to me like this guy is bone on bone. So I said, point to where your pain is. And he pointed exactly where his hamstring attaches to his lower leg. So I pressed Mm -hmm. on it. He went through the roof. And then I followed the hamstring tendon all the way back to the muscle, halfway up his back of his thigh, and he was in writhing pain the entire way. Then I muscle tested it, and his hamstring was weak. Then I flexibility tested it, and it was hyperflexible. I said, wait a second, I would swear that what happened was when you stepped off the platform, you probably stepped off awkwardly, caused you to strain your hamstring, and that's why you're having pain at its attachment point to the lower leg, right near the knee. So I kind of massaged and stretched his hamstring. I did a couple of exercises to strengthen uh, a couple of muscles in the area, and the guy walked out pain-free and fully functional. Wow. Wow. So you either had, if he didn't know me, he gets a knee replacement, which irrefutably he didn't need. And instead, he figured out that all he did was strain his hamstring, a couple exercises. He was pain-free and fully functional. He maintains those exercises. He'll never have pain again. 
Wow. 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 I love it. I love it. So that brings us pretty much to the end of the show. But before I close it out, I want you to share with the listeners how they can get more information about you or with regards to particularly the YAS method when it comes to handling their pain. So uh, the easiest way to reach me is by email at drmitch at mitchellyas.com. You can go to my website, livewithoutpains, it's plural, livewithoutpains.com. There's a lot of videos and things like that. Some people, if you don't live in Jacksonville, Florida, for five, six, seven years now, I've been doing teleconferencing uh, sessions, uh, first through Skype and now through Zoom. So on the website, you could actually schedule a Zoom session if you choose, if you feel that this is the path that you want to take and pick the day and time that's uh, available for you. Um, the easy, if you want to learn more about the Yas Method, to me, the most obvious and easiest way is go on YouTube and just search Dr. Mitchell Yas. And I have Perfect. probably close to 250 videos at this point. Pick an area, just search for it. I've probably done a video about every part of the body. I've done videos about arthritis, sciatica, um, pretty much everything, uh, some types of exercises. So you should be able to find something relating to your issue, which will help you get a better sense of how to go about getting the proper diagnosis and treatment. And all I can say is, after 30 years, I can tell you, in my experience, 98%, if not greater, causes of pain are muscular. And those don't show up on diagnostic tests. They aren't. Uh, the medical establishment isn't educated or trained to treat them. That's why they remain hidden and why chronic pain is such a global epidemic. Wow. Well, thank you, Dr. Yah, for your words of wisdom and education about not only um, acute pain, chronic pain, and how we can utilize more information such as the YAS method to help us to avoid unnecessary surgery that may be presented to us due to what we've been diagnosed, quote unquote, as chronic pain due to something in our spinal column. So I love this because it really does educate people that to uh, ask questions. Don't just assume that what one physician is telling you is absolutely correct. Don't make a harsh judgment into having a surgery without consulting other people. You might find that you really don't need the surgery like this gentleman, Dr. Giles had talked about. And uh, it really will uh, be so much better for you to go a route where you can actually eliminate the pain than uh, instead of being on pain medication and steroids and anti-inflammatories that actually precipitate other issues within your, your well-being. So thank you, Dr. Mitch- um, Dr. Mitchell Yas for being a guest on Blissful Living. I really appreciate you. It was a pleasure. Thanks, thanks for the insightful questions. Yo, you're very welcome. And thank you listeners for listening again. If you love this show, please share it with everybody you love and care about. Subscribe to the show. The more we can get information out there like this, the better we are able to handle our own life and make choices when it comes to our medical decisions coming from a place of knowledge versus being told something and we're not knowledgeable about all our options. So please, please, please share this show with everyone you love and care about. I want to thank our sponsors, Blissful Living for You at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com, as well as All Day Cable Incorporated at alldaycableinc.com. And until next time, everyone, this is the queen of feeling fabulous, wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, tranquility to your spirit, and may you go forth from this moment forward, 
handling your pain in a holistic way, like using the YAS method as you travel down your path to bliss. Take good care, everyone. Thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on blissfullivingforyou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.